0: and welcome back to real talk sports with rico today i will be your host today we're actually talking about the nba finals here and we're basically talking about both games one and two with game two actually taking place here earlier today and um yeah i mean first and foremost we want to go ahead and thank anchor for being our platform i want to thank the sponsors out there who put sponsorship on the show and the fans out there who have actually you know driven content to the show uh, kind of giving us some thoughts and things that we could actually talk about on upcoming shows here so let's go ahead and jump into it um again let's start here with just game one actually of this this series which To me was the shocker here with Boston coming out 120 to 108 here. Um, You know, you guys who have been listening here know that I picked Golden State. Uh, You know how I feel about Golden State and how they basically kept the core together and really built around this core with the draft picks and the the free agents that they've picked up here. And, you know, their uh, undrafted free agents. I thought that they've done a terrific job there from the top of the organization down to the bottom here and for them to be back here in this moment you know it just seems like this for sure is their moment but uh in game one in which is usually i think one of the toughest uh places to play at i know i've personally been to the oracle and watched them play there i know that this is the new stadium here in san francisco but you can tell the energy is just as electric as it was in the oracle and for boston really to come in and steal game one here um Man, I, I mean, to, to, to look at this, they outscored Golden State 40 to 16 in the fourth quarter here. And what was so intriguing about this is that Golden State did what Golden State usually does, which is where they really start to put their, their fingerprints on the game on you in the third quarter here they had a double-digit lead here golden state had actually outscored boston 38 to 24 uh before boston just i, I mean seamlessly just woke up here um i know that you know his coach the coach aduka or I'm, I'm I'm sorry if i said his name wrong but the coaster of the celtics here um you know said essentially like hey we did not want to be uh punked anymore um so that was the whole thing there and he said that that was the message for the celtics really to um to wake up there and so you know i think he delivered a terrific message here um to the celtics they were able to wake up here i mean when you look at the way that they won here jason tatum only had 12 points here But really the story here was Al Horford with his 26 points. Um, Jalen Brown had a really nice game with 24 points. And even though Jalen Brown, or excuse me, even though Jason Tatum scored 12, he was plus 16 in the plus minus box. He was able to go out there and assist uh, 13 times as well. Had the five rebounds as well too. So did other things on the court here, which really put Boston into a good situation here. And going back to what Al Horford was able to do, the key stat here was he was six of eight uh, at the three-point line, and a lot of that came in that third and fourth quarter, really, um, where Boston essentially just kind of took over the game here. And then when you look at also to the contribution that they got from Marcus Smart, Um, that was huge he had his 18 points he had the five rebounds and four assists here but I think what really really probably won the game for the Celtics here was the fact that um, Dirk White here was able to come off the bench and score 21 points was plus 25 in the plus minus um, box here but more importantly he was five of eight from the three-point line here and I said, you know, kind of coming into this thing and into the series here is I thought that Golden State's clear advantage was probably going to be the bench. You know, I think that Golden State has a little bit deeper bench than Boston. The fact that Derek White was able to come in, play at an extraordinary level here and basically outplay Jordan Poole coming off the bench here. Um, Andre Iguodala, who came off the bench there, you know, and also to... Uh, you know Otto porter jr he essentially outplayed golden state's bench and i think that that was huge there um in game one here despite steph curry here setting the record in the first quarter um you know with or tying the record actually with i think it was like 20 some points there um in the first quarter a play and i mean he was just he came out so hot and it was just electric there in the building but Um, All that went for not there is Golden State pretty much just got outplayed in the fourth quarter, really. You know, as we said before, a 40 to 16 um, advantage for Boston in the fourth. And that's what really wanted for Boston um, at the end of the day. But, uh, you know, just to highlight a little bit of what Golden State was able to do in game one. Wiggins with the 20 points. Curry with 34. Clay Thompson with 15. And only four from Draymond. Uh, Even though he had 11 rebounds and five assists, I felt like he left a lot at the table um, with the free throw line as well because he was 0-3 from there. So, you know, really that was game one. And that was really the story here was Boston was able to kind of flip the switch there uh, in the fourth quarter here. Next up here is today's game um, where Golden State wins 107-88 to here, uh, coming back um, in an epic response here for golden state here and really i think a lot of the pressure was on Golden state to answer this because um, you look at boston they have been terrific on the road here um, was able to come into golden state here punch him in the mouse in game one golden state is able to then make the adjustments and respond here and win 107 to 88 Um, the big difference here is that we talked about the 40 to 16 or 18 advantage there in the fourth quarter in game one how about the advantage here for Golden State today they scored 35 points in the third quarter which is what they've been great at to boston's 14 so they really put the 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 you know the foot down on boston there really made it tough for them and then in the fourth quarter uh 24 to 20 so that was kind of an even push but by then uh golden state had kind of opened up boston uh so much that it was just pretty much too late for boston and looking at the numbers here you look at jason tatum yes he scored 28 points he looked terrific but he was minus 36 in the box score here Key thing being the four turnovers here. And as a team, um, I believe Boston had 18 turnovers, which led to about 30 points. Uh, anytime you lose the turnover battle, I think that's going to be extremely tough for you um, in any NBA game, let alone the NBA Finals. So, you know, for them to lose the turnover battle, that was tough here. Um, Al Horford, you know, we talked about how he had the 20 plus there. In the first game he only had two points in this one negative 15 um, and he only had eight rebounds as well had zero three-pointers there um, Marcus Smart after having 18 only had two here in game two and Jalen Brown after ha- uh, scoring 20 plus only had 17 here uh, in this game and he was negative 10 in the box score so the one thing that kind of kind of sticks out here is the plus minus everybody was pretty much a negative in the starting uh, five here for Boston and you look at it really it came down to turnovers uh, Jason Tatum we talked about with the four you got two from Al Horford you got five from Marcus Smart two from Jalen Brown um, and so that was that was really You know, key, I think, for the fact that, uh, you know, Boston just was not able to really uh, compete with Golden State here down the stretch. And then you look at the bench here, you know, we talked about how good um, Derek White was in the first game. He only had 12 points in this game here today, and he was actually negative 17 in the box score as well. Uh, Actually had three turnovers too. So, yeah, I mean, that was really the story here for Boston. And when you look on the flip side here for Golden State, you look at the bench, right? The bench here, you had um, you had 17 from Jordan Poole. They got a huge lift from Gary Payton II, who came in and gave him a big seven there. Plus 15 in the box score here. Then, uh, you know, you got two from Moses Moody. Uh, you know, they got six here from, um, I can't even pronounce his name, Nick... Uh, Malaysia or yeah, gosh i can't even say his name here but i know he played for golden state um so i'm sorry i butchered his name but anyway my man came in and gave him six points there so sorry for butchering his name but he was critical or critical today for uh, coming off the bench here for golden state so again man and and that's added size too for golden state when you look at it so you know he's a guy that obviously we've talked about coming into this thing um he's a guy just like kaminga um you know and then wiseman when they get him back which really makes golden state scary uh because their interior is not only good you know as far as the size is is, is you know from the size measurement and all that stuff like that being able to kind of bang with teams inside but they're also able to kind of step out. And shoot as well and generally their big men's can guard a lot of your threes and fours too so that's kind of the unique thing I think about Golden State and their uh their uh, their fives or their centers or whatever you want to call them I know we're in an era positionless basketball but um that's what makes Golden State so special and so you know looking at the bench, they really outscored Boston here. You look at the starters here, it wasn't a great game for Clay Thompson, he only had 11. Uh, but you know, hey, it was enough here. Steph Curry came back with 29, you got 12 from Looney, 11 from Wiggins, and then nine from Draymond Green, and the five and seven, too. So it was a little bit more of a balanced effort for Golden State here, and so. When I look back at this thing and uh, we compare the game 1 to game 2, really Golden State actually should have won game 1. Uh, to be honest with you, they just didn't finish the deal. So you have to give Boston a lot of credit for the way that they responded. Again, I, I told you about, you know, the coach kind of coming out there for Boston and saying, "Hey, they're punking us." And they actually were. And the fact that, you know, Boston kind of got up and you know, got tough, got physical, didn't really back down from you know the trash talking that's going on out there, and responded that way in Game One. You know, kudos to the Celtics, and, and I will give the Celtics a lot of credit. I have picked against the Celtics here um, for the last couple rounds, and they've just seriously—they've proved me wrong every time. So, like I said, I've always said, hey, I apologize to them, and look I know this is going to be a tough series I still like Golden State in this one even though they kind of gave away game one um, to a tough Boston unit Um, I will say this if Boston is able to win this series I think people are going to look back at game one and you know I know you know in past series like for instance you know you can call the LeBron James play on Iguodala the block Uh, you know you can call Kyrie's Irvin's the shot or whatever you know how like people put epic uh, you know titles or moments on games like I will think that people would look back if Boston were able to somehow get this series and call that moment the run because I've never seen a team respond like that in the finals being down double digits In a hostile environment, and for Boston to come out of that, I I was I was very 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 impressed, especially with the fact that Tatum only scored 12. And so, this is going to be a tough game, you know. Going into Boston, I personally have been in the TD Bank's Arena. I've been there when they won the championship, um, or not that particular series, but I was present that year. You know, I've saw them play in that building. The year that they did actually go on to win the uh nba championship with with kevin garnett so i know that that fan base is going to be loud um it's going to be quite festive in there it's going to be a tough environment and uh expect that this is definitely one of the toughest places to play in the nba along with golden state so you know golden state is going to have to respond well i think the key for them is they're going to have to get out well in the first quarter but more importantly um, they have to stay close and then they're going to have to impose their will in the third quarter. That is Golden State basketball. Remember when Golden State was winning all these years, you know, with the Barbosas, Iguodala, Sean Livingston, um, along with the core that they've had. They were able to take advantage of the third quarter. That's huge. The third quarter's been there for them the first two games. I think I saw a stat where Golden State is plus 40, Right in the third quarter that that is just outstanding the key for them all right golden state gets loose with the basketball sometimes they cannot get loose with the basketball and give boston opportunities here and then lastly what golden state must do is they have to continue to win the battle of the benches the first game they lost the battle of the bench jordan Poole did not have a good game after having 20 plus points in the first round or the first two rounds, only averaging 13 at this point. If Golden State wants to take that next step um, into the, the to the get to the championship, I think that they're going to have to get consistency from Jordan Poole coming off the bench. I mean he has to be um, just he has to be fire coming off that bench. He really does. because if you have Derek White outshoot Jordan Poole, um, I think that that's a huge, huge huge advantage for boston because boston is more of a top heavy team they always have been you know their core has always been you know the top part of their roster they really don't have um, a deep bench they only play like you know seven guys eight guys maybe so this is going to be huge for them in that sense and they they've got to take care of business there so if boston likewise wants to to take this series they're gonna have to outplay golden state off the bench and more importantly they're gonna have to have to stay connected in the third quarter boston has continuously let go of the rope in the third quarter and are very fortunate to have got a game but the bottom line is when you go into um a series Charles Barkley would say it too that the series doesn't start until you win a game on the other team's um, home court. And and Boston has done that. Boston has done that. It is now time for Golden State to come back and respond here going into Boston here on Wednesday night here. So um, really that is today's show. We just really wanted to quickly talk about uh, game one and game two of the NBA finals here. And so I'm sorry I have kind of butchered a couple Players' names and coaches' names, but uh, you know, I, I mean, no offense there, but uh, you know, definitely appreciate you guys for listening to the show here, guys. And um, you know, continue to listen in to us. I know we got some more special shows here. I look forward to talking to you guys here as we, we talk about uh, probably games three and four coming up here. Um, I know we got a lot of coaching news that I want to talk about as well. Uh, one of the big things that happened today is uh, I believe uh, Coach Snyder for the Jazz actually stepped down um, I know we have Darvin Ham, who's now the Lakers coach here and so I definitely want to make sure that we 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 talk about those hires here but more importantly I want to definitely make sure we focus here on the NBA finals here we still have the NFL draft and all that movement to talk about as well but you know for the most part again just uh, touching bases here on the NBA finals so um, I uh, just quickly want to go ahead and thank Anchor for being our platform. I want to thank the sponsors out there, put sponsorship on the show, the fans who have actually listened to our show on a week to week basis here. Uh, we're trying to get better each and every show here. So, for myself, uh, this is Rico. This is Real Talk Sports. We'll be back with another show. Take care.